This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Man, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw this thread pop up by somebody who I've interviewed here before and I've actually interacted quite often with on Twitter. He's a city planner and urbanist at Totteran Urban Works. But today, Brent actually joins us for a different reason. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us. Hi, Jody. So being a parent, you know, as I mentioned earlier with Terry Mooring, I, I have a 12-year-old. I certainly made plans a decade ago as to where I'd like to live and raise him and, and even what school he might attend, a public school. Mm-hmm. You did similar, but you're finding the dominoes not quite falling where you had hoped. Well, my wife is also a city planner, so the two of us, not surprisingly, are long-term thinkers. And when we uh, knew we were going to start a family, we decided to settle literally right next door to where the new Crosstown Elementary School downtown was going to be built. And we crossed our fingers that it would actually would be built, and it was, and we started our family. And this year, our first little boy, we've got to, um, was old enough to apply for kindergarten and we were informed that there was going to be a lottery that there were at least um, uh, twice as many kids wanting a space uh, in the catchment area for kindergarten as there were actual spaces and so literally even this concept of a word lottery sort of um, disturbed us yeah Um, and it's um it it, we suddenly realized that this 10-year strategy we've had for our lives where we would raise our family and such could all get knocked out just by the luck of the draw uh, about whether or not we could actually let our little boy go to the school that he can literally see from his bedroom window uh, here in downtown Vancouver. That must be unbelievably frustrating because there's only one real piece of comfort that you can find as a parent with a young one to know that your catchment is good because the catchment is you show up at school and they have to take you. Well, in the suburbs, that's the way it works. They build portables, which aren't ideal, no, but, uh, no. but you can go to school in your community, generally speaking. In, in urban settings, and, and I was chief planner of Vancouver for six years, we tried incredibly hard to create a downtown that was not just a great place to live, but specifically a great place for families to live. And we are a little bit uh, of a victim of our own success because a lot more people have raised families here, have stayed downtown than I think anybody might have thought uh, was was possible. But uh, the one piece of the planning puzzle, the piece that's always been more reactive than actual planning, is the construction of the schools themselves based on the provincial funding model. So we end up with a situation where you know, I, as a planner, we used to joke that the school boards are notorious for not building schools until they see the whites of the kids' eyes. <laughs> the old yes. But the yeah. truth is, it, here, it's worse than that. Uh, the, the kids can actually be there for quite a while, and the skill, school won't be greenlit. And I, I was hearing, even while I was at City Hall, about parents giving up on the downtown because they were just tired of com- having to commute every day out of the downtown. They had done the right thing living in an urban setting, a lower carbon footprint setting. They didn't own a car, but they had to commute out uh, of the downtown to take their kids to school, and they couldn't wait for crossroads, uh, so that many of them gave up, as a matter of fact. Devastating thing for a city planner to hear. Yeah, and, and now as a parent, I'm, I'm facing it myself. I've always, been, this has always been a really important planning issue for me as a city builder, 
But now I'm also feeling it as a parent. And what you find uh, in a couple of years, if your child isn't going to, to the school right outside their bedroom window in the neighborhood that they're living in day to day, if you're not in that particular school, you end up not having that piece of community with the other students who are in that school from the neighborhood. Like there well, is- that's what my wife and I have talked about all day yesterday since we got the bad news that our son had essentially been said no to, uh, all, all the relationships that have been built on the expectation of participating in the school across yeah. the street, um, uh, hearing from our friends and neighbors, um, you know, some w- w- with relief that they had got in, but not wanting to be too relieved because they felt bad that some of their neighbors had gotten the answer no. The whole psychology of it is, is almost Hunger Games-ish. Yeah. It's, 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 it's bizarre and disheartening and, and, and just heartbreaking. And I decided I was going to speak out whether we got in or not, because for the last number of weeks, I've just been observing the stress that it puts families under, as all of us have wondered whether, you know, not everybody planned as far ahead as we did uh, 10 years, but everybody makes decisions. Every family makes decisions for where they live, uh, at least in part uh, based on where their school is. For us, it was the number one reason we came where we are. 10 years ago. And so we didn't just lose a, um, a, 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 an answer relative to where our kids would go to school, their education. We did get the legs knocked out of our whole dream. definition of yeah, community and neighborhood. Yeah. And we're, we're trying to figure out a way to tell our little boy how some of his friends are going to get to the school that he always thought he would go to because he talked about it all the time. It's right next to his daycare. For sure. uh, and he can't. Uh, so, you know, as a city planner, I'm used to having conversations with communities about things like this. I'm having a hard time figuring out how to explain it to my little boy. Oh, that's a tough one, man. We're with Brent Totteran, a city planner, urbanist at Totteran Urban Works. We've often talked about the best sort of formula to have a livable, walkable, low-carbon footprint sort of city plan, a green city ideal and idea. And this doesn't fit with it. And I I saw your thread on Twitter and I felt your pain and I actually received it from um, the movement over at Olympic Village because they're having a very similar issue there with kids having to drive for, you know, drive. There's no real option to ride a bike there and the buses don't run in the right directions at the right time in order to get the kids to where they need to be. Like it's a 25 minute drive for some people getting their littles to school in the morning from Olympic Village. Like this isn't just a place where they should be able to not own a car at all, not have to own a car at all. And that's the planning. That's the model. That's yes. the theory and the vision of the whole area. So the broken piece is we need more spaces for kids. And yet when you're watching and listening to the Vancouver school board, schools are closing because low enrollment. It's like schools are closing for low enrollment in predominantly massive single family home areas because people, families can't afford to live in single family home dominated zoning, but where there's high density zoning as to where you are in the Crosstown area or in Olympic Village, there aren't enough spaces for the number of people who need them. So where do we go? Is your, put your city planner hat on. Who do we need to talk to to change this? Well, long before I was a parent, and I, I started my family, uh, had my boys late in my life, I'm almost 50, or I'm over 50 now. Um, long before I was a parent, I knew that the, the, the school building system was the missing piece, the broken piece of the whole equation of complete communities, walkable communities, etc. 
And the, the, the problem is that it's based on a sort of a mass and money exercise from one uh, arm of government that doesn't think about how it connects to any other arm of government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a cost exercise that's based on not only the kids being there, but them being really, 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 really sure that the kids will be there long term. And there's no flexibility and no uh, creativity to the thought process. So, for example, the schools that are uh, have lower enrollment in the suburbs, the first thought is to close them to save money, whereas a long-term perspective would be to keep that space, use it for other amenities, other community needs and such, and have it available when the population changes. That's, that's literally the definition of long-term planning, which the school board planning should be doing, but it's not. Uh, instead, the, the, the model is very black and white. It's very uncreative. And that's out in the suburbs. And then in the inner city, uh, ironically, as we try so hard to have downtown be a great place for families, in the suburbs, you can have portables if you have more kids than spaces. In the inner city, the answer is just no, you have to go to some other catchment area. I think we need to be thinking about essentially urban portables, as I'd call them. The private schools rent office space. They rent buildings. That's where I was going to go next. Yep. And as city, when I was at City Hall, for example, we constantly needed unusual space, and we were always looking for opportunities to lease temporarily for a few years, extra space for temporary need. I think the school boards need to be looking at that. The funding model need to be, needs to allow them. I don't blame uh, the school boards for this. I think they're hamstrung, and they're only allowed to do certain things. This is a, the villain in this piece is the funding model, yeah. and it's not any particular uh, government party. But uh, no one has taken a shot at completely rethinking the funding model, applying creativity and flexibility to it to actually do a better job. And I think you identify, Brent, I think I, you identify one of the big issues here that isn't just on this topic, but on many, is that the silos that have been created mm-hmm. through the various levels of, of government or boards or you know what have you, uh, elected right. officials in that regard, but they all work so independent of one another that they're also busy pointing to the other guy. Because you come and, and say, budget. how do we figure it? My, oh, my budget, I got to protect my budget. I don't yeah. have anything in there for exactly. that. It's quite something. And, the, and the I want... Are, are, are silos because yeah. when if, if they're just looking at saving money on schools, they may not build a school. But then if everybody's driving, and it's remarkable how many of the trips happening in our city every morning and every end of the day are parents trying to get their kids to school. I live next door to an elementary public. school. I can tell you way too many. Way too yeah, many. I'm a out of time. I'm, cost I'm and a huge public consequence. Yes. But it's not factored into the Ministry of Education's uh, cost-benefit analysis when they think about whether or not they pull the trigger on a school. Indeed. I hear your frustration. I'm up against the clock. I got to run here, Brent, yeah. but uh, will you do me a favor and keep us posted? I want to hear what happens. If we can move the meter on this, uh, please let me know. Well, we, we're, we're starting this conversation because it's a pent-up conversation that needs to happen. Whatever happens to my kids, there's a lot of families that need a solution. You're flagging this as a planner, and I will yeah. send you this link for your Twitter, and we can move the conversation forward. Appreciate your time today. My pleasure. That's Brent Totteren. He's an urbanist at Totteren Urban Works, and as mentioned, was a, a city planner here in Vancouver.